Hello, friends. Welcome to Resting Church Face, a podcast. I am your host, Amanda Allen, and this is a special just dropping by mini episode about somebody that I've been thinking a lot about lately. He's having a kind of renaissance right now, and I really love it. He's just a good guy. That person is Brendan Fraser. We're going to talk about him, and we're going to talk about lights at the end of a tunnel, not in the you're dying sense, but in the things do get better kind of way of thinking of things. So sit back, relax, get out your Oscar roster, and if you don't put him at the top of your list, how dare you? Let's get started. So I've always said that Leonardo DiCaprio is my white whale. He is the guy that I will love from afar forever, but he's never really been attainable in my mind. I say that like I could just walk into a coffee shop in Hollywood and he would take one look at me and go, oh, there you are, Amanda Allen, the love of my life. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there are many reasons it wouldn't work out with Leonardo DiCaprio, the least of which is that he only seems to date women that are, you know, what, 25 years younger than he is and have been in a Victoria's Secret modeling show. But Brendan Fraser, on the other hand, I've always kind of thought of as my high school boyfriend. And and what I mean is this. He's the guy that you would like date in high school. You break up and graduate, go your separate ways. And then maybe 20 years later, you'd run into each other and you'd be like, oh, I've always thought about you. I remember you. And now we're both single and let's get married. (laughs) He's just that kind of guy where it's like you feel like it could happen. You feel like you could walk into a coffee shop and he would stand up and be like, oh, there you are, the love of my life. And it would all end up perfectly. He's just a nice guy. And I remember seeing him in a lot of movies. I saw him in Encino Man. But the first movie I really remember being aware of Brendan Fraser. Fraser. I have to be careful because I want to say Fraser so badly, but I watched a video and he said that it's Fraser, like Razor, not Fraser. So I'm going to try and say it correctly. But the first time I saw him and really thought, hello, was The Mummy. I mean, we all saw that movie and we all were like, that is a nice looking man. <laughs> but he's so fun in that movie. He, you know, he likes the geeky librarian. You know, what's a place like this doing in a girl like me? And he's into her. Because he's kind of geeky. You get that feeling. And then, of course, there's Blast from the Past, which is pretty much a perfect movie. And he's just a wholesome guy who wants to bring his parents hot Dr. Pepper. And he can swing dance like nobody's business. And you watch these movies and you kind of feel like maybe this is who he really is. And more than anything, I just felt like he was a very kind person. You saw him on different talk shows. And he was always a little bit nerdy. He had his camera. He was very obsessed with pictures. In fact, he played a character very similar to that in a really heartbreaking episode of Scrubs. But then in the mid-2000s, around 2004, 2005, he just sort of started to disappear from Hollywood. He wasn't being cast in a lot of movies. And You found out later that, you know, some things had happened with a studio exec and he complained about it and he was absolutely justified, very Harvey Weinstein kind of issues. And he was pretty much blacklisted from Hollywood and from movies. He stopped getting cast and a lot of things. And then his mom died. He got divorced and got depressed, which I think a lot of us can relate to. So we didn't see him for years. And then... Not that long ago, a few pictures surfaced, 
and he just didn't look like himself. And I'm not really talking about his physical appearance because, you know, he's 54 now. We all age. He looked like himself. He just looked like an older version of himself. But more than just the physical appearance, he looked sad. And it sounds very melodramatic of me to say, you know, the light had left his eyes, but it had. What had made him the Brendan Fraser that we had seen on screen and on talk shows and on the red carpet was gone. And he just looked like a sad guy. And somebody posted an interaction with him and a fan. They videoed it where the fan was telling him how much she appreciated his movies and how much she was rooting for him. And he got really emotional and it really got to me because he was genuinely touched by this woman's kindness. And you got the sense that maybe people hadn't been kind to him in a really long time. And I remember texting that video to my sister and saying, I really feel like Brendan Fraser just needs a hug. And I really do think that's true. I think he needed someone to just give him a hug and tell him that everything was going to be okay. So let's fast forward a couple years to now. This Sunday, he is nominated for an Academy Award. Things have completely turned around. Darren Aronofsky cast him in a movie called The Whale, which I have not seen and I'm probably not going to see just because it's extremely sad. And I am just not a person that loves sad movies. I don't like to go and watch a movie knowing it's going to be heartbreaking. But I have heard that his performance in this movie is amazing. And I don't doubt it because he's always been a good actor. And nothing has changed other than the fact that he got older. So I'm so thrilled that somebody gave him a chance to do what he does best and to be recognized for it. And everybody right now, I feel like, is rooting for Brendan Fraser to win this award. I mean, I haven't watched the Oscars in years, but you can bet I'm going to be watching it on Sunday night because I really want him to win. I do not want Austin Butler to win because I'm sure his Elvis is fantastic, but that guy has got many years of awards ahead of him. Give it to Brendan, okay? Let's let's do the right thing, America, shall we? But more than wanting him to win the award and what a great comeback story it is, I just started asking myself why I'm so invested in this. Yes, do I feel like he could be my high school boyfriend? Yes, I do. But there's more to it. I think that it speaks to all of us in a way that goes way beyond Hollywood and celebrity. So let's talk about that. So when the Oscar buzz started happening about Brendan Fraser's performance in The Whale, and he started getting interviewed by different news outlets, and he's on a lot of different talk shows, I began to see a real difference in his appearance. As my grandmother would put it, he had more pep in his step. He's standing up straighter. His hair looks better. His clothes look better. He's wearing cute glasses. He's telling jokes. And you know, there's there's a twinkle in his eye again. He just seems more like himself. He's more confident. He's more Brendan Fraser-y in the way that we remember him being because he's excited and because he knows he's accomplished something really good and someone has given him a chance to show what he can do. And it's not over. He realized that his life had not just stopped, like there's more to it. And so this is what I think it is. And I'm about to get very navel-gazy, which I don't normally do, but I think This story is part of what I think makes life beautiful. I said it. Yes, it's what makes life beautiful. We don't know what can happen in our lives. 
That's also a terrifying thought. I mean, sometimes when I'm really upset and worried, that's scary to me that I don't know what's about to happen. But at the same time, if we let it, it can be a really encouraging thought. If you are right now at the bottom of a mountain and you cannot figure your way up the mountain, like you don't see a path out, just know that it is not the end. The lowest you are is never the end. It's not over till we die. And so Brendan Fraser disappeared for 15 something years and now he's back. And within a year, he's been nominated for an Academy Award. This could, I'm not saying that we all can be nominated for an Academy Award next year, but you never know. I love that life takes us in different turns and twists. And you know, I often used to complain in my 20s that I was like, I wish God would just give me a roadmap. If he would just tell me what I'm supposed to do and what the right decision is and where I'm supposed to go, it would be so much easier. Yeah, it would be. But it would also be so boring (laughs) because, you know, look back at your life right now. Think about five years ago where you were five years ago. Maybe it's worse. I, I understand that, but maybe it's not. And I'll guarantee you there are things that five years ago you would never have dreamed that you could do that you're doing right now. Maybe it's the job you're in. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe you've had children and you didn't think that was in the cards for you. We don't know God's plans. And I think a lot of us are tempted to give up before we really know what could happen for us and what we could achieve. And you might be somebody that's saying, I look back at the past five years and yeah, my life was a lot better. I get that. Sometimes Facebook memories pop up and it's like a gut punch because I'm looking at a person who doesn't know that something sad is about to happen. But I I fully believe that we're just not meant to stay on top of mountains forever. We're always going to fall off. It's, It's the human condition. It's life. It doesn't make life bad. It makes it hard. And bad and hard are two different things. And I think that if life wasn't hard, the sweetness of our comeback stories, like Brendan Fraser is experiencing right now, they're not as sweet because we've not had to fight for them. So if you're climbing up a mountainside right now, I don't know why I keep using mountain climbing analogies. I have never climbed a mountain in my entire life. (laughs) If you are walking up a hill, (laughs) but if you find yourself really struggling right now, don't give up. I know it's tempting. Don't give up because you don't know what could be happening next? Next year at this time, you could be walking across the stage to receive your own Academy Award. You never know. The other thing that Brendan Fraser's story makes me realize is that we all need one person sometimes to believe in us, to see us, to recognize us, to not forget about us, and to bring us back, right? I have been through some not fun things. I have gone through some depression. And those are some things we'll probably talk about in some other episodes, but I have family and friends that did not abandon me. I have people that kept calling and checking on me. And when I would have an idea or start to come out of the hole that I was in, they were my champions and they were really excited for me and they would help me. They would talk it through with me and help me plan and and start to make goals and lists again. We all need people like that. And one of the reasons I think that Brendan Fraser is able to be where he is today is that he had people that did not give up on him, that remembered him, that didn't discount him. And we all need people like that in our lives. And I think we all need to be that person for people. 
And so think today, if there's somebody that you know, maybe that's been pretty down lately. Maybe they are on the low side of their comeback story. What can you do? How can you help them? Maybe it's a big deal thing that you can help them with, a job offer. Maybe you can anonymously send them some money. But maybe it's a small thing that could make a huge difference. Maybe it's a hug. Guys, as a single person, I cannot tell you what physical touch can mean to someone who hasn't had it in a long time. A hug is important. Letting someone know that you care about them, letting them literally lean on you for a few seconds is a huge thing. There's always something that we can do for others. And there's always a thread of hopefulness that runs through everybody's story. So I just want to close out this episode with some of the words from Brendan Fraser's Critics' Choice Award speech, because I really think it encapsulates a lot of his journey and what we've been talking about. And so he's speaking to Darren Aronofsky at the beginning of this, and he says, I was in the wilderness, and I probably should have left a trail of breadcrumbs, but you found me. If you just feel like you're in a dark sea, I want you to know that if you too can have the strength to get to your feet and go to the light, good things will happen. All right, guys, that's the end of this mini episode. Thank you so much for listening. And I would just like to say, if you are struggling right now and you don't feel like you've got anybody to talk to, please find me on Instagram. It's really easy. I'm at Resting Church Face. I would really love to chat with you. And just know that your comeback story is just around the corner. There is always, always hope. Okay, guys, have a fantastic weekend. Watch the Oscars. Let's all root for Brendan Fraser. And if he doesn't win, we should all revolt together. Or not. But we'll just be super bummed. Let's get together again soon.